And this is the Market Today podcast. Every single week, what we like to do here is we like to bring you a new podcast with a new book to talk about. And we talk about the financial markets, what's going on in the world, what's going on in um, some of the financial markets that we like to invest in, and kind of just give you an idea of what's happening in the world. So this week, uh, you know, we've had an interesting situation here, a little bit of a rebound. Um, Ross, what are your what are your thoughts about this little rebound that we've had in the stock market over the last few weeks? You know, I'm curious to see how it lasts. Like I said, I've been out of out of the country for like the last ten days, and I come back, and all of a sudden everything's green. I just don't even I feel so disconnected from it. But it's crazy to see. Like I was checking, you know, Tesla's up at eleven hundred again because there's rumors of another stock split. We're seeing Google start to jump up again. Um, the entire market looks like it's rebounding and I just don't know, even crypto. So I don't even know if this is just short lived, if this is going to shake out some people or or what's going to happen, but it's, I don't know. I'm still not sure if I want to put money in. I don't really feel like it's going to continue rising, but I still think there's a higher chance that it falls than it rises, but I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, you know, I personally think that... The market itself is kind of built on stilts. Um, I think that things are extremely inflated and just don't necessarily have the economic foundation to, to withstand a crisis, you know, multi, multiple crises um, in the world. I mean, we, and we've had them back to back to back and... and I don't think that our markets are reflective of where we actually are. Uh, I think that they are propped up. So I think that we should likely see some form of balancing done by the market, some form of correction that's going to shift the pendulum back towards the, the balanced side of the equation. Um, because listen, we've had overwhelming bull market over the last few years, but everything else, everything must come to an end at some point, you know, what goes up must come down. And it's fearful to me that like, if we keep on just kicking the can down the road, then the back end, the tragedy of, of you know, continuing to kick the can down the road is that you're going to have to deal with a really big, nasty monster when someone finally decides to man up to the to the can that got kicked down the road. You know, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what, we, what happens with uh, real estate mortgage prices, uh, with rates. Uh, I think the Fed is way, way, way too low right now. Um, especially with how much money we're printing and, and how, um, yeah, just how, how much it costs, how much the cost of money is to, to, you know, the world right now. Um, it doesn't make sense. (sighs) Excuse me. Sorry about that guys, but it doesn't make sense for the fed to be stuck at a super low rate when, 
it just we're just printing this much money. You know, like we're, we're it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Uh, at some point, this free lending is going to have to come to a halt, and I think it's going to hurt quite a few consumers. Um, so I'm really interested to see what happens in the real estate markets. But I personally think that we're we're built on stilts. I mean, do you do you agree? Do you disagree, Ross? Like, what are your thoughts? I agree. Like I said, it's it it just feels like money is just moving. Like even though things are you know going up and down and it's playing in this range, I just get this feeling like there's so much money moving on the back end that we just have no clue of, and we won't know until you know it's it's way later in in time. So I I don't know. I I don't really have much confidence that the market will go up or down. I I think you brought up a good point, which was real estate. You know, they're, they're already talking the prices are going to start to come down to 2019 levels, so we'll see if that's actually true. And then we're also, like you said, you talked about printing money. Like I said, I was in London for the last 10 days. Let me tell you, the exchange rate is not great for the U.S. dollar. I mean, it, $100 um, for us is only like 70 pounds in, in England. So it's it, you're paying like 30% more for everything you want to buy. So it's, you know... We need to figure out what we're doing. I know Russia, I think it was today or the other day, announced that they're going back to the gold standard. It's like 5,000 rubles, I think, for one gram or ounce, I think one ounce of gold. Um, so they're trying to figure out their money situation. But yeah, we're just in a place where, you know, money's kind of all over the place. And it's, you know, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be buying in or if I'm supposed to you know, save some money and buy in later. And even if I do, can I put my U.S. dollars somewhere so they don't lose as much value in the meantime while I'm waiting? So, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a weird moment and a weird time. So, you know, we'll continue to monitor it, but it's, it's not given the most confidence for me, at least. Are there any strategies that you might recommend to someone who might want to hedge against what's happening in the world? I mean, they always talk about Bitcoin as a hedge, but I don't think that's a great strategy to tell someone to put their money into a digital asset like that. Um, honestly, I think that a good thing would be to do, and it's it's so different, but I would say try to invest in some skills. I think what we did see from COVID is that a lot of jobs don't require the degree that you thought you went to college for or that you need. You know, you can take some courses online on Udemy, on YouTube, whatever it can be. You can get a lot of these remote jobs, work from the comfort of your own home, save money. You're not spending money on gas, driving as much. I think maybe start to look at some of your skills and realize, you know, is this the best way you want to use them? Because regardless of if the market goes up or down, I think there is going to be a big shift into more digital. Um, so I think being prepared for something like that could be a good strategy. Yeah, I would completely agree. Um, with that being said, Ross, I think we're ready to kind of move into the book for the week. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. So this week on episode 136, we have read a book called Learn and Understand Business Intelligence by a company called Intro Books. Um, and this was a short and sweet kind of, uh, manual, I guess you could say, to some of the terminology and some of the ways of thinking around business intelligence and how we can optimize the way that we do business in, in, the, real, in the real world. Uh, 
Um, so Ross, I mean, what, what type of takeaways did you have from, from this book this week? You know, I will say, I don't know if I fully understood it. Um, it, it, it felt very much like a college textbook, but I think a lot of it, you know, really talked about, you know, not the power of data, but like setting your stuff up properly and, and just understanding different levels when you're looking at your different databases. So I don't know. It, it, this was definitely a harder book to dissect for me. What do you think? You know, 10,000 foot view, it was rather confusing, to be honest. Um, it wasn't particularly self-explanatory or an introduction of sorts. Um, this kind of felt like you just got dropped into a, you know, a college class on, you know, business data. Um, so it wasn't particularly relatable. You know, I, I think that it was a little, I also was a little confused, to be honest with you, from the perspective of um, there was really no lead in. They kind of just, again, just dove right in in the middle of a sentence, it feels like. Um, so I think that maybe a little bit more context might be supportive for a book like this. You know, I don't particularly re recommend this book just because I felt like it could have been structured in a way that was easier to understand that you could get more value out of, but it just feels like a jumble of words on a page um, in the way that it's read because of the fact that it's just, it's super technical terminology to a certain extent. I mean, what, what do you, is that, is that a pretty accurate description, Ross? Yeah, I think we picked a book that was slightly outside of our skill set to the point to where almost worked as a detriment. You know, someone who, who really focuses on database systems and, you know, is looking at SQL and things like that would get a lot more out of it than we would. So I think this might have just been a pairing issue for us on this level. And I think that's what makes it hard to figure out if this book is good or not is just because we're not entirely sure nor nor experts on the topic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ross, do you have any final thoughts? Because, I mean, that's kind of all I got. Uh, I don't have too much. I think, you know, for this episode, the more the value is just brought on the, the market side. And I think, you know, just jumping back into that for half a second, you know, just, you know, you may not know if it's a good or bad time to buy. If there's a company that you believe in, it's always a good time to buy. And if you have anything or skills or hobbies you want to work on, this is probably the time to do it while the world is slowly starting to wake up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and with that being said, guys, my name is Bor Milo. I'm Ralph Sanarelli. This is the Market Today podcast. You've joined us for episode 136. We really appreciate your time, and we look forward to hearing from you next week. See you next week. Take care.